Hello, everybody. Welcome once again to another Mind Your Business. Today, we have Deanna Ivey, who is a licensed financial service professional, and she will be talking to us about your future and your finances. And she will have her um, trainer, James, or I'm sorry, I'll let her introduce who he is, but um, he's actually going to be here and they're going to show you some things that can help you with your finances and your future. And for those of you that don't know, this platform was created for people to come on and share their information, to share their business, to share their talents, and to talk about the things and the passions in their life that drive them. So at this time, with no further ado, we thank you for joining us today and we would like to um, welcome Deanna Ivey. Hello. Hello. How are you? I'm good. How are you doing today? I'm fine. Good. Thank you for joining us. Um, so before we get started, go ahead and introduce yourself and tell everybody who you are and what you are doing with us today. Okay. Well, my name is Deanna Ivy. I am a licensed uh, financial services professional. Um, I have a life insurance license as well. Um, so I'm all about making sure that people understand their money understand how to be well insured as well as how to manage their money's money as well as you know build investments and build wealth for themselves. Okay, so how did you come to get into the financial services? Um I got into financial services. I had a friend who contacted me about doing something for mainly she said doing something for the community and making sure that our community understands about finance and making sure that they're informed about their money and what they could be doing with their money and being insured as well. So I thought that that was a great opportunity um, to help. And I'm always loving to help and inform and to be informed myself. Okay. So um, how do you reach people on a regular basis? How do you get the information to them? So one way that we get information to them is we all, our business, um, the company that I work for, which is Primerica, the way that we build business is we do by word of mouth. Meaning if I help you with your uh, life insurance policy or investments, then I, you will refer me to someone that you would be like, hey, they need this information as well. So that's basically how you build your clientele. Okay. So how important is it that we have life insurance policies? Oh, like highly important. Um, you're talking about um, the difference between um, being able to survive and being able to not survive. If you have a person um, who has lost an income provider in their home, let's say you have a two income home and the husband is the major breadwinner, the wife does, she does go out and work and she works, but not the major breadwinner. If you lose a major breadwinner, that could be devastating for a family. It can mean the difference between poverty and middle class. So you know that that's like life insurance helps to cover that income in case of a loss. Okay. So a lot of times people look at, um, because I worked in insurance for 15 years. Mm -hmm. And so I, I knew I did property and casualty and life and health. And I knew the ins and the outs. And I knew how important it was to have life insurance, but trying to, help other people understand the benefits of life insurance because there's so many different policies. And so there's full life and there's, I mean, I'm sorry, there's whole life and then there's um, term life. And so my agent always told me when someone dies, they don't ask you 
if it's whole or term. They just are reassured that there's a policy in place. And it's been right. so many times that wives would call in and there was no policy in place. Wow. Or they stopped paying the policy. Or I've even heard husbands say, well, when I die, she can get another husband. And and I don't think they really understood. But but the one thing my, my agent told me that stuck with me, she said, life insurance is for the living. Mm-hmm. And so, again, if you have that breadwinner that that income is taken away, if they have set up a trust and if they set up an establishment, then they know that, you know, if one of us goes down, the family can still go on. The kids can still go to college. We can still continue to invest in the future, although one of us is gone. And that's the same thing as if one of them gets disabled or if anything was to happen. And so I'm thankful for you today to come on and to share this information because I don't think, and especially when you're young and people don't understand the younger you are when you buy a policy, the better, the better off it you is, are. Yes. Because, yeah, and especially if you get a whole life policy, it'll it'll last, last the duration of your life. So can you explain the difference of the policies and then whatever direction you wanna go in as far as showing your information, feel free to do so. Okay, so you mean in the difference between whole life and term? Yeah, can you explain that a little bit to the people? Yes, I can. So whole life um, is considered as ranging for the time when you first purchase the policy until your age of 99. Um, so that means that you're covered until that time. Term means it's for a term of your life. Usually policies are around about 35 years um, in that type of term. And that's only to insure you um, for that time period. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so would you recommend one over the other? Um, I would say term for myself only because um, we talk about buying term and investing the difference. Whole life is going to cost you a little, it's going to cost you quite a bit more than it would cost you for term insurance. Term insurance, you're going to get a little bit more for paying less for your family. Um, Even though it does have its term, that should be okay if in that term you are investing to where you can self-insure yourself. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Now, I do know a lot of times that people won't (laughs) self-invest. And so, you know, it's harder to try to convince someone to just, you know, put this money in and then put this money to the side and that for your future. And like you said, you can self-insure, but I've seen instances where people have had term insurance and then they get to a certain age and that policy is now triple and they haven't invested and now they can't afford the policy. And now they're even in a health status of where they can't even get the whole life policy. So what would you recommend? Like, what are things, steps that people can do to try to, even if they feel like they can't afford it, what are small steps that they can take to build up to that? Okay. So in life insurance, in purchasing life insurance, one of the recommendations that um, we make is definitely if you need or have trouble purchasing life insurance, it would probably be best for you to uh, get into a debt payment plan. So that way you can pay down some debt so you can afford life insurance as well as if you need extra income, extra income will always be able to pay for that life insurance policy because you don't want to wait. Oh, I'll just wait until I pay this off because anything can happen in that, you know, we know circumstances and anything can happen in that. 
Okay. So when somebody comes along to your company, once you sell them a policy or you get them to get a policy, what happens next? Do they have someone that's coaching them? Do they have someone that um, they can rely on that are gonna, that's going to help them understand what they are getting and understand what's going on throughout the duration of that policy? Yes, definitely. Um, whoever um, you sign with that takes your policy, that puts it in place, asks you for the information, they're your agent. So that means that you usually probably know that person for the most part, or you know someone who knows that person. And then I know personally, we, um, if the person decides, because a lot of things have gone electronic, we can deliver your policy electronically and that will be, the you know, you have your agent, you'll know who your agent is as well as if you decide to do it in person, then that means that agent brings you that policy in person. Okay. So um, tell us a little bit about the products that you offer and what people need to do to get in contact with you to find out more about your products. Okay. So what they can do, um, they can hit me up on Facebook. I'm on Facebook under Deanna Ivy. Um, they can message me um, if they have any additional questions or anything like that. I'm also on Instagram um, as well. Um, anything, I'm not sure what else. Okay. So um, today you said you had some information you wanted to share or can yes. you just walk through? Are you ready to do that now? Yes, I am. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead and, and show us what you got and do your presentation, please. Okay. Give me one second. Okay, and I'll fix this screen. So let's see. So when James comes on. He'll need to unmute his camera to join the screen. Okay. Ready. Can you see that? Yes. Okay. Do you want to add James to the screen yet or? Uh, yes, please. All right. Can you hear me? Yes. Hello. Welcome, James. Hello. Welcome. Welcome. Well, um, I'm just going to kind of introduce you a little bit to some investment concepts, and then I'm going to let Deanna, she's going to do the rest. She's going to talk to you about uh, the other side of our philosophy there. Uh, okay. Thank you so much for having us. Uh, so you can, you know, a lot of times a day, you know, most people just think that they cannot succeed financially, and you really can and so we teach us a few concepts that you can get out of debt, you can build savings and you can get on the path to financial independence uh, by taking control, of course. And there's going to be some areas that we talk about, uh, talking about, you know, paying yourself first, adjusting your priorities, changing your thinking, uh, maybe even adjusting your lifestyle, earning additional income is what she's already talked about, avoiding that credit trap and then setting some goals and having a plan. There's uh, some things that you cannot control, like we can't control the future of Social Security, but we can control saving for retirement. You can't control your employer, but we can control other sources of income. Obviously, Uncle Sam's going to charge. Uncle Sam's going to charge. We can't control taxes whatsoever, but we can give you some ways to reduce taxes legally. 
Uh, inflation, we cannot control, but we can maximize savings. Rising costs, we can't control, but we can teach you to save more. And then finally, the risk of a single investment, you cannot control that, but diversifying your investment choices. So paying yourself first, uh, which this is big, Deanna alluded to it. Uh, you know, uh, we definitely are in the buy term insurance and invest the rest camp. Uh, and today in today's society with automated saving, it's, it's more easier than ever to save money. Uh, it's just a lot of education that has to come forth. Uh, and the, the first types of accounts that we teach each client to have are three different accounts, emergency funds, short term savings and the long term savings. That's it. Just basic stuff. It's time and consistency. It's the longer you save, the, the better. Uh, a one-time $1,000 invested uh, investment invested at 9%. You know, one time, if uh, that amount accumulated by age 67, that's like $406,000 $406, that you'd have saved, right? If they started at birth, if the parents started at birth, if they waited until the child was 16 years old, uh, and they started on the 16th birthday, that same $1,000 would grow to 96000 And if they waited to age 40 and then it's just saved at the 67, it's only $11,000. So you can see the earlier you get started, the better. And we teach a simple concept. Uh, it's old as the pyramids are, but man, I love this rule. Uh, it's just really where things started to make sense for me. And it says uh, the rule 72 just simply says if you take 72, you divide it by your interest rate, it'll tell you exactly uh, how many times your money would double. So if you're saving money, let's say at 3%, okay? I don't know inside of uh, savings, which savings don't pay even one, but uh, you know, somewhere where you're getting 3%, that $10,000 would double twice over a 48 year period. So you'd have 40,000. But if you just would have taken that same $10,000 and, and put it somewhere at 6%, that you'd have $160,000 at 12%, it'd be $2.5 million. So Albert Einstein was quoted as saying, compound interest is the most powerful force in the universe. And so when you put things in perspective like that and you understand both sides of the equation, you can really, really take advantage of uh, good rules and concepts like this to grow your money. <laughs> All right, Deanna uh, is going to talk to you about getting out of debt, saving, and different things like that. Okay. Okay, so talking about debt, let's talk about compound interest. Uh, compound interest can be great if you're saving money because it builds it at a faster return. Whereas in if you're talking about debt, it's kind of like you'll ne you seem like you'll never get out because it's going to continue to compound that principal and that interest. So did you know if you made a one-time $3,000 credit card purchase with an 18% interest rate with no new purchases after that $3,000 and made only the minimum payments, it would take at least 10 years to pay off and you would end up paying more than $2,002 in interest. Now, I don't know about anybody else, but I don't have $2,000 just sitting around that I want to give away. You know, I want that to go into, that could be going you know, somewhere else where it's more beneficial. Right. So one way to get out of debt, especially if it seems like you have a lot of debt and it's overwhelming is debt stacking. We like this concept because you're able to get out of debt at a faster rate than if you just went ahead and paid it as they asked you to pay it. 
So let's look here. We have a retail card. You're paying $220 per month for a credit card, a second one that you're paying $353 for a car loan, uh, $551 for uh, credit card number one, you're paying $303 for and a mortgage that you're paying $1,293 for, for a total debt payment of $2,720. Now we recommend that you choose a target account. Choosing that target account would probably be the one with the highest interest rate, which is going to cost you more money over time. So if we start with this retail card one, the $220, and we pay that off, then you can now take that $220 and pay on that second credit card, which means you're now paying instead of the $353, you're paying $573 toward that credit card, which definitely means you're paying it down faster. Moving on, once you've paid that off, you continue to pay on the next uh, target account. That car loan, you're not paying $551, you're paying $1,124. As you combine the payments, you just continue to combine them to each account until you have successfully paid off your debt. So with the debt stacking, if you look at without debt stacking, it would take you 23 years to pay off this debt, meaning that you would pay $214,442 of interest on these debts alone. With debt stacking, debt stacking, you get out 14 years sooner. It only takes you nine years. You avoid $130,643 of interest. You only pay $83,799 of interest. And that's all making the same amount, paying the same amount every month. So this is what we, the credit mistakes that we need to avoid. Do not, not valuing your credit. You should value your credit. It should be important to you. Uh, raising credit card limits. Try not to raise your credit card limits. It's more of a temptation to buy more. Not monitoring your credit history. You should know what is in your credit history. Employers know, lenders know, you should know. So that way you know what they're seeing as well. Not monitoring your credit score. You should know what your credit score is and how it is going to affect you and when you're able to borrow. Not knowing your interest rate and fees. You should know your fees. You should know your interest rate on the cards that you have so that you can be informed about how to pay, if you need to pay them off, which one is costing you more in the long run. Now let's talk about buying the right kind of life insurance. As James said, we do talk about buy term, invest the rest. So let's talk about first why we should have life insurance. I know that you brought me here to talk to people about life insurance and why they should have life insurance. So first they think about, you know, you insure your car. You know how much your car is worth. You definitely insure it. Um, how much is your house worth? Do you insure it? Yes, you definitely insure it. But a lot of people don't focus on how much is your life worth? And it's probably a lot more than your car or your house. And so can you afford not to have life insurance when you think about everything, everything that you have and everything that's depending on your income? Can you afford not to have life insurance? 
So here's where we talk about why we buy, why you should buy term because of the theory of decreasing responsibility. So in the early years, you may need a lot of coverage. Why would you need a lot of coverage? Because you may not have a lot of money. So in this time, you probably have young children. You probably have a high amount of debt. You probably have a house mortgage. So a loss of income would be devastating. These things would be affected by that loss of income. So that's why you need a lot more coverage. In retirement, you'd probably have a lot more money in late if you invested properly. And in the later years, you have grown children. You probably have a lower debt. You might have your house paid off, as well as um, you have entire retirement income that you're living off of. You can't afford to be continuing to pay a policy in the long term in your retirement. So let's talk about what the experts say. Let's go over here to Susie Orman, who is a well-known financial uh, informant. In my opinion, she says, there is only one kind of life insurance that makes sense for us in for the vast majority of us, and that's term insurance. Uh, another uh, quote here says, term policies are cost effective and can be specifically specifically tailored to when you need the coverage. And that's NBCNews.com in November 20, uh, 24th of 2018. Now, in the last thing for our, our philosophy is the three nevers of buying life insurance. Uh, number one, never buy any kind of cash value or whole life insurance, including universal life. Uh, never buy life insurance as an investment. And finally, never buy life insurance policy that pays dividends. So that's uh, all that I have for my presentation. Um, is there anything else um, you wanted to cover? Yeah. Can you go over the three nevers and explain why your philosophy is that? Sure. <clears throat> you pull that back. Oh, was it? You getting that? One? Oh, yeah, I left that one for you. I'm yeah, sorry. Never back up. All right. Uh, one, one, and. Foremost, uh, reason why we always talk about, you know, making sure that you buy term and invest. That's, that's very important because just like you said earlier, you know, when you go, when a person passes away, you know, not asking whether, you know, if it's term or if it's whole life, that's true for that person. But the family that's surviving, uh, I've seen, like you said, at the end of end of a term, you know, a person that wasn't investing, their, their, their premiums will go up and uh, they're generally upset. I mean, you know, because they really wasn't taught that. But then on the flip side of that is, you know, a person passing away, let's take a 35-year-old mom and dad. Mom loses dad. He got a $10,000 whole life insurance policy that he was spending 50 bucks a month for. That same 35-year-old could have gotten maybe $100,000 of uh, death benefit. Uh, and 100000 just makes a lot more sense when that person passes away than 10000 And so um, generally speaking, whole life just tends to be a lot more expensive. I do agree that there's a there's a time when you need whole life insurance, and that is, man, when you are writing a policy, it's better than nothing. Maybe medically you can't qualify for anything else. You need to keep that coverage. Uh, uh, but generally speaking, most people 
in a lot of cases would just get more for their money if they bought a cheap term life insurance policy with a big face amount, took the rest of that money, start saving in their 401ks, 403bs, IRAs, or whatever, and start saving long term with the understanding that one day your term insurance is going to have to be renewed uh, or you, you can self-insure yourself and not have any coverage at all. So that, that's why we generally teach that concept because we do a financial plan. We don't just sell life insurance. We do a whole plan. Let's get you out right. of debt. Let's get your investments right. And let's get your life insurance right. So, Right. And so the reason why I asked that question is because it's easy to give that scenario, but it's harder to help people to understand how to put that their self in that position because say for instance if you have a single mom that has three or four children and she's working a job that's barely making the ends meet you know she's not thinking in terms of any long term she's thinking of right now and so you know what is it that you do to motivate that person to understanding how important it is and to show them how that money can work for them. Because a lot of times, like when you say, for instance, to take um, the 200 and pay that off. And then once you take that 200, you take the two and you add it to the three and then you pay that off. And then you take the five and you add it to the five and you pay that off. That's what you were saying, correct? Mm -hmm. Okay, but what about the single mom that doesn't have that 200 to begin with? What is what is the concept of being able, do, is it affordable for everyone? Is this something that everyone can do or do you have to be in a certain position to be able to do it? I would say uh, just like the gym, uh, anybody that's motivated financially, uh, we have a program that can fit anybody. I, I love the fact that Deanna said earlier, you know, if a person has an income problem, you take that single mom, for instance, you know, she got an income problem. Deanna has a part-time opportunity to teach them how to go make some extra income to solve that. Uh, really, there's only two financial problems a family can have. Number one, they spend too much or they don't make enough. And mm -hmm. because we are so well-rounded in the solutions that we offer, we could generally help just about anybody that was genuinely motivated. Now, you know, they have to have some responsibility on their part as well. But anybody that was generally motivated and wanted to get ahead financially, we, we, we'd have some solutions for them. Yeah. Yeah. I've noticed a lot of times the people that are investing are the people that have the means to do so. And a lot of times people don't understand that they have the means to do so. They just don't realize how to make their money work for them. So is it like um, any um, training that you do when you bring someone on board to teach them and understanding how the insurance works and how to explain that to other people? Absolutely. We have uh just, I mean, I feel like I'm training every day, but definitely we have two classes a week uh, in my office uh, and we're doing everything virtual right now. Uh, so on a Thursday and on a Saturday, we teach all these concepts, how the products works, how to save and invest. And one good thing that you talked about there, uh, you know, when it comes to investing, you know, that's that's such the I call that the sexy side of our business. You know, most companies want you to have thousands to open up an account, you know, for as little as four five dollars you know, a month, you can open up an investment, uh, an investment account with our company. So you don't have to be wealthy or, you know, well to do or have a lot of means to start learning. Okay. And so um, if one would ask you, is this something that you invest in and that has benefited your family? And if so, in what ways has it done so? Oh man, that's a great question. Mm -hmm. I, I absolutely. I'm the best brochure that uh, 
<laughs> America could ever uh, have. I mean, I'm from Muncie, Indiana. I just work at the Youth Opportunity Center. I was making $25,000 a year, uh, but my, I was frustrated, you know. Um, you know, I wasn't making enough money. My wife was working at First Merchants Bank at that time. And uh, so they gave me an opportunity to increase my income, start making some money part time. And uh, 21, 22 years later, you know, it's, it's been a career. So we definitely practice all the principles. I'm probably my best client. I own everything. Mm -hmm. uh, I, you know, all the mutual funds that we talk about, the investments and the life insurance, all those things that we personally use, we personally utilize. OK. OK. And so um, with that being said, what ways can we look at things differently? And what what is blocking us? Do you feel like so? You said, for instance, you were working and you weren't making enough or whatever, and a opportunity was presented to you. Mm -hmm. So, do you seek the opportunity, or was the opportunity brought to you? The opportunity was brought to me. The opportunity found me. I was yeah. not seeking the opportunity. <laughs> and, and so, and, and a lot of times that's true. And so sometimes we're in our situations because there are no opportunities or anything or nothing is really brought to us. And so do you feel like if that opportunity wasn't brought to you, that you would have still found a way to get to where you are? Or do you think that this happened because this is where you're supposed to be? No, I think uh, I would have found something because I wanted more. Uh, uh, I just were I was believing in other vehicles that, you know, wasn't moving at that time. Uh, you know, I was young, of course, you know, when you're young, you don't know what you don't know. Uh, and so I, I had my goals and aspiration wrapped up in the other areas. But then when the right opportunity found me, um, I just got to say I jumped on it and everything they told me would happen has happened. Okay. So what do you think we need to do differently as far as our mindset goes to understanding our future? Because sometimes we just live for the right now. When we're young, we think we're going to live forever and we don't think about future and finances and husbands and wives and houses and cars and what comes behind it. Because, you know, I have children, they're teenagers and their whole thing is, well, I just can't wait to get a job to buy stuff. And I'm just like, no, that's not how it works. You, you're not getting a job to buy stuff. And you think that we take care of everything, but you can have a job and you can go out and you can just buy stuff. But there's going to come a time you're going to have your own responsibilities and you are not going to buy stuff. You're going to have to make a decision of are you going to buy stuff or pay your bills? And so what we've been trying to teach them is how to make sure that they are investing in themselves and investing in their future and investing in their school. So that way, when they go to school, they'll have money set aside. And when they get out of school, they will have their debt paid down without trying to get all these loans and everything. And so what do you feel like is like a hindrance? Is it something that is a learned behavior as far as how we do our finances or is something that we need to be taught or something that, you know, where can we learn the root of how we cannot get in these financial crises yes. and be able to. Your finances are typically a learned behavior. I mean, mm -hmm. you learn from your parents, you know, the, those around you or whatever. Uh, so I think the best way to start, the best thing that ever happened to me was, uh, my brother-in-law introduced me to the gentleman that became my mentor in Muncie. And, uh, and I learned what made people that were financially successful, financially successful. They did a lot of things completely different than what I was taught. Mm -hmm. Education is huge, particularly in minor minorities, communities, black and Hispanic communities. 
you know, we just, we just have, we just don't have certain conversations that, you know, uh, like, you know, maybe our Anglo counterparts and different things like that have. And so yeah. I think, you know, like anything, you know, if I wanted to learn sports, you know, I'm a big football fan. So, you know, if you grew up around people to talk about it all the time, you know, you pick up on it. Well, money is a topic that we need to talk more about and not mm-hmm. be ashamed, you know, about talking about it or feeling like we're greedy or selfish or no, it's a topic that we have to discuss because it's a very important part of our lives. Yeah. You know, often it seems like we don't have those opportunities to have those conversations. And so I'm thankful that you all came on today so that way you can have this discussion and so you can show the importance of how we invest because a lot of times we feel like we um, have the bad end of the stick or that we don't get the same opportunities. But you got an opportunity and it was someone that brought it to you and you knew someone that brought it to you. And sometimes we don't know people that would reach out to us and say, Hey, let me give you this opportunity or show you a way to change the way you think or how to change the way you live. And sometimes we're not receptive of that either. And we're skeptical of, Oh, what are you trying to sell me? And so Deanna, when you are approaching someone with coming to them, because you've got a great product that is, ironclad that is something that's good that is going to benefit you how do you help someone understand you know your love of what you do because you know how good it is but how do you you know portray that to others and help them to understand i'm not just here to make a sale i'm not just here because this is a job that i do but this is beneficial and this is something that is good for your life through the whole of it Well, I just kind of tell them my story and kind of tell them, especially in the end, um, what are you wanting from what I'm offering you? What are you wanting for the end of your, you know, for if someone, something was to happen, what are you wanting from that? Are you wanting to be struggling? You know, I know if my husband is the breadwinner in my family, if I'm not working, I already know what that's going to be like, what life is going to be like. And you really have to show them the value in what they're getting and the value in what they're paying for. Um, I can't pressure anybody to do it. I can just give them the information and hope that they make the best choice for themselves and for their families. But for me, the passion comes out of what is done for my family and knowing that if something was to happen to me or happen to my husband or happen to both of us, that mm-hmm. our kids would be okay and that I would be okay. And I think by showing them that and sometimes being blatant and saying, look, this is what this is going to look like. Sometimes we don't face it because we're so caught up in the daily. So yeah. by showing them and saying, look, this is what this is going to look like. Sometimes it puts it in perspective that, oh man, I never thought about that because sometimes mm-hmm. life insurance is an afterthought, Yeah, you know, when something happens. So that's how that's usually how I approach it. Well, you said that you um, you usually share your story. So can you tell us just a little bit about your story and just what really got you invested and, and made you want to be a part of this? Um, I know for me, um, I have been a stay at home mom for probably majority of my life. Um raising my children and my husband is the primary breadwinner. And when I looked at our life and I looked at, you know, his retirement and I looked at my retirement, I didn't want him working forever. 
and I didn't want to get to retirement and we don't have anything to where we can enjoy life. That's what I feel like retirement should be the time when you enjoy your life. You enjoy your family. And if you have grandkids, you should enjoy your grandkids. And I didn't see that that was necessarily what I was going to be able to take away from it because I didn't have the job experience and I didn't have the 401. So I got into this because I'm trying to build for my family and for the generations to come an opportunity for them to live better. You know, every generation, I feel like from the knowledge that I have, the next generation should live better Mm -hmm. and then their next generation should live better. So if I'm given the opportunity to make it better for my family and continuing to educate my children, like I'm already talking to my kids about stuff my parents never talked to me about or that Mm -hmm. James has shared with me like, hey, this is important. Okay, yeah, let me talk to my kids about that. That's important. Just by changing the conversation, you know, so that's one reason why that's what brought me to Primerica. That's what brought me to insurance. That's what brought me to helping people. Because I see too many GoFundMes, (laughs) so many, so many. And it just, it breaks my heart because just a small investment could make a big difference. Absolutely. I was at a funeral one time and it was actually um, someone that was in ministry and they did a lot of good work in the community and in their family. And when they passed away, they had no insurance. And at the end of the funeral, they had a bucket trying to take collections. And, wow. you know, that right there was just like, because people don't know, people look at you and think that you've got it together or that you've got this or that or the other. But some things that we are not educated on, it doesn't matter who we are, we can all be in that situation. And so, Again, I thank you for allowing us this opportunity to be able to understand a little bit more. And like I said, I sold insurance for 15 years and I get the ins and the outs of it. I know how important it is. It's just I don't sell insurance anymore, but I do know (laughs) how important it is. I do. And I believe that everybody should invest in insurance and they should invest in their future and that they should get their finances in order because I believe that there's an order to everything. And, you know, people always say, well, money is the root to all evil. Well, no, I believe the lack of money can lead you to do things that you wouldn't normally do. And so that's why money is the root to all evil, because if we don't handle our finances correctly and if we can't meet the debt that we have and if we can't pay our bills or if we can't buy a certain pair of shoes for our children, then that could lead us to feeling anxiety or depression or feeling like doing something crazy or young boys feeling like, well, mama is the only one in the house and she's not being able to take care of me. So I need to go out and do this, that or the other. And we've got to stop that and learn that it starts with us. And if we've got to invest in ourselves first. And so again, I believe like James said, it is a learned behavior. And what you guys are doing is great. You're educating people. And when I sold insurance, that was the thing. I never tried to sell a policy. I educated them and I'll never forget. I was talking to my mom, true story about insurance. And I'm like, mom, you don't have any life insurance. It's important. You have to have life insurance. And she's like, oh, I don't need life insurance. I got to pay my car payment. And when you said that, it just resonated with me when you said people (laughs) will pay for their car. And again, it wasn't anything. She just always told you got to have car. If you're driving, you got to have car insurance. And I'm like, mom, that car can be replaced. 
but you cannot be replaced. And I'm the only child that you have. And if something happens to you, then what? Well, then my dad, he passed away. He didn't have life insurance. And guess who left? got left holding the bag? I did. I had to pay for everything. And at that time, my mom was just like, you know what? I apologize for not understanding how important it was. And from that moment, she got a life insurance policy. And now every time I turn around, she is trying to buy more. I'm like, mom, calm down. Don't buy anything else. Let's read these policies. But it took that for her to understand what I had to go through. And she felt like, you know what? If that ever happened to me, I wouldn't want you to have that burden that you had when your dad passed away. And you know you just have to do what you have to do. But if we could have got him to understand how important it was, you know, again, because people feel like when I die, they just going to bury me. Well, it's not that simple. It's, it's not just that simple as you're just going to be buried. And so sometimes you leave things behind for other people to have to pick up the pieces. So um, is there anything else, any other information that you would like to um, give out as far as do you have a location um, you said you do it all online right now, but if someone wants to reach out to become a part of the to become a part of the business, not just get the um, policies, but to actually be a part of your company, what would they have to do to to do that? Um, they can definitely reach out to me. Um, like I said, I'm on Facebook um, as well as I'm willing to um, give them uh, my personal email address as well. Um, my personal email address is uh, D-I-V-Y-228 at gmail.com. And they can um, hit me up if they're interested in an opportunity, you know, definitely earning some extra income. We're always about that and we'll help them get to where they need to be. Okay. All right. Great. James, did you have anything else that you want to add? I just wanted to thank you for the opportunity. Thank you so much. Yeah, uh, and uh, word out. We're super proud of Deanna and what she's doing in the East Central Indiana area. So, oh no problem. Again and again, um, the reason why I created this platform is for opportunities just like this, because oftentimes we have an ideal, or we have a product, or we have a business, or something, and we don't have enough opportunities to reach people in a certain way or to come together to support one of one another. And so, um, Deanna, your husband, Kevin, and I kind of, he knows my husband and I, I think mm-hmm. they know each other from um, a long time ago or whatever, but we um, actually came to each other in a group on Facebook. And so he asked me if I would help him to post some stuff or whatever. And I'm like, yeah, that's networking, working together. And at that moment, it just dawned on me. I'm like, you know, we talk about coming together and we talk about supporting one another, but all too often we don't do that. And so this platform is in support of anybody that has an opportunity or a voice or a passion or anything that we can network and we can bring people together because I believe we're better together. And I believe that we can get more accomplished if we lift one another up and if we support one another and show the goodness because it's so good that they will put on the news the bad things that's going on. Everybody will flock to see that. But when goodness is going on, nobody is really interested. And so, I mean, you can make a Facebook post about, you know, something really great and you won't get one like but as soon as you put something crazy on there everybody's tuning in and now it's gone viral and so my hopes are 
to allow our community and the world to be able to have a safe space where they can go and they can bring their self and network with other people, showing them, hey, this is what I have. This is what I have to offer. Maybe we can work together or we can connect each other to avenues that we need to go. And so that's all that I want to be able to do is bring people together where we can have other avenues and that's investing in each other, you know? And so I'm, I'm like, I don't want anything out of it other than to just bring my people together. And so I thank you so much for allowing me that opportunity to have you on the platform. Um, I think this is like the fifth one that I've done so far. And now I've got people lined up until October, the end of October. And then I'm going to do a, a segment on marriage and ministry in November. And so I just want to continue to, and I might have you and your husband back because I know you guys are in ministry as well. But <laughs> I, just, I like the opportunity that we can show the goodness that we're doing as right. minorities in our community and across the world. So continue to do good work, continue to share with others and the ones that receive it, God bless them. And the ones that don't, at least you planted a seed. And mm -hmm. if they don't get it, then they'll get it one day. I always tell my children, if you don't get it now, you're going to get it one day, but you're going to get it. Either <laughs> Don't get it. So we'll all get it one day. And so we thank you so much for taking the time. If you two would just mute your cameras and then I'll get off and then I'll just talk to you for a second after we're done when I get off of here. Okay. All righty. All right, everybody. Thank you so, so much for joining in today for um, learning a little bit more about finances and how they can work for your future. All too often, we don't invest in ourselves, we don't invest in our families, and we don't leave a legacy that is something that we can hold on to. And so whatever is in this world is for everybody. Don't ever feel like we can't have it because we build it. And so it's there for us. We just have to know where to look. We have to have the resources and we have to do the research. And when there's an opportunity that presents itself, look into that opportunity. So that way it can help you to help someone else. And remember, we are not here to serve to be served, but we're here to serve. I'm sorry, we're not here to um, be served, but we're here to serve. So as servants, let's do our best part to lift up one another, to encourage one another, and to be the blessing. And thank you so much again for joining in. And until next time, tomorrow, we will actually be on. And we have Dr. Rowe, who's going to be talking about minorities in nonprofits. And so please tune in so that way you can see that. And then we've also got Kim Kenny. She's going to be talking about um, dieting, taking out the um, issues of dieting and learning to eat to be healthy. And we also have April Skinner, who is an author, and she'll be talking about her passion for Christ. So please join us tomorrow at 3 when we um, have Dr. Rowe, and that'll be 3 o'clock Eastern and 2 um, o'clock Central Time. Until then, be blessed, and remember, you were created for the purpose.